Welcome back to the Institute of World Mission podcast. My name is Alex Ott and I'm your host today. At least one time in a season, we have a privilege to bring to you a presentation from a missionary psychologist who serves Adventist International Service employees globally. Her name is Dr. Anne Hamill, and her ministry has been instrumental and life-altering for many missionaries and family members. Now, Dr. Hamill continues an ongoing practice of serving the mental health needs And if you are an ISC and you know it, please also know that you can contact Dr. Hamill at any moment. If you don't have her contact details, simply write me at otta at gc.adventist.org. I will be happy to put you in touch with her. But here for you and for our wider audience of cross-cultural missions enthusiasts, Dr. Hamill is back with a timely topic post-traumatic growth. If you have experienced hardships or any kind of traumatic events recently, and many of us of course have because of the pandemic, you will hear Dr. Hamill speak of a possibility to grow with Jesus despite the challenges. With that, let's hear Dr. Hamill's address. Welcome to the Institute of World Mission Weekly Podcast, a show for Adventist mission enthusiasts striving to live, serve, and witness cross-culturally. Visit us at iwm.adventist.org podcast to view this podcast's show notes, links, and previous episodes. Institute of World Mission is your partner in the mission field. Hello. It's good to be with those of you who are listening today. This past weekend, we finished a week-long Welcome Home Seminar for Returning Missionaries, where we got to hear their stories. This was our first in-person gathering since the pandemic began, and it was a real blessing to all of us who were there. I'm always blessed when I hear the stories of missionaries. Their stories are filled with challenges and often hardships, but they're also filled with the presence of God. Today, I want to talk about the blessings that we can claim for ourselves and for our families as we face not just the challenges of mission service, but the challenges of life in general. So often, we think of the hardships and challenges of life as things that are not supposed to happen. And in some respects, this is true. The challenges and hardships of life are often unpredictable. They catch us off guard. They are interruptions what we are expecting to happen. They are interruptions to the natural order of things. But the scriptures make it clear that hardships and suffering are an inevitable part of the world that you and I live in. Jesus said in John 16, 33, in this world you will have tribulation. We all suffer, whether we're missionaries or not. We suffer because we live in a fallen and broken world. Although hardships and suffering often catch us off guard, they are nonetheless the normal experience of every human being since the beginning of time, since the fall of Adam and Eve. Stop for a minute and think of the challenges that you are currently facing or that you have faced this past year. They may be relational marital problems or parenting problems. They could be problems with extended family or with friends or colleagues. Some of you are experiencing 
financial challenges. Some are experiencing health problems or someone in your family is. Some of you are dealing with work problems, either too much work or the wrong kind of work. Some people may be experiencing work that's too challenging or not challenging enough. Your work may be too challenging or not challenging enough. Some of you are living in high-risk locations. You may fear for your own safety or for the safety of your family. Over the past year and a half, I have helped various ones at various times deal with each of these types of challenges. Then add to these challenges the complications that the pandemic has brought. Travel is much more complicated now. One missionary that I worked with was separated from his wife and children for months. He got COVID during that time. Then when he was healthy enough to travel, he made several unsuccessful attempts to get back home, but would get so far on the journey, then would be turned back. It was a difficult time for him and for his wife and children. Many of you have had to deal with quarantines and the additional expenses and challenges that that has brought. And these challenges are minor compared to the suffering that the virus itself has brought. Several missionaries, several of our own ISEs have died, and many, many more have lost family members and loved ones. Life is difficult, and the pandemic has added an additional layer of complications and suffering to the challenges that we face on a day-to-day basis. But that does not mean that life is only suffering or that life is not good. Far from it. There are many good things in life. In fact, for most of us, there is far more good in life than there is bad. While Jesus says in John 16:33, in this world you will have tribulation, he goes on to say, But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. That will be the focus of my talk today. In my last talk, I explained how our brain and nervous system provides the physical basis for our mental functioning. The human brain is immature and undeveloped at the time of birth, and it grows and develops around experience. The human brain is adaptable. The physical structure of the human brain is actually shaped by what we experience in life, particularly during early childhood. Early childhood trauma and other adverse childhood events negatively impact the development of the brain, leading to lifelong mental as well as physical health problems. But today I want to talk to you about a phenomenon known as post-traumatic growth. While the Bible makes it clear that hardships and suffering are the normal and expected part of the world that you and I live in, the Bible is also clear that God is capable and has promised to use all things for our good. Just before we continue with the interview, a quick update about IWM live events. I hope you had a chance to participate in our last live event with Dr. Peter Landless. If you missed it, you can watch the recording at instituteofworldmission.org slash IWM hyphen TV. We are now looking forward and inviting you to participate in our next live event. It is scheduled for November 18 at 9 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. 
The topic of the event will be Rethinking Digital Outreach, a strategy for Adventist missionaries. Our special guest for this event is Dr. Pavel Zubkov, Assistant Professor of Missions at the Adventist International Institute of Advanced Studies. We call it IAS for short. Find the link to the live event in the show notes. You may ask yourself, all things? Really? Does the Bible really say all things? Let's look at Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to His purpose. When we suffer, God hasn't failed us. In fact, He has told us ahead of time to expect hardships and suffering. The good news is that God can use our suffering as a tool to transform us into His image, to actually bless us. Now let's look at 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16. Therefore, do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. How do we reconcile this text with research on the impact of trauma? How do we explain this psychologically and neurobiologically? Mastering developmentally appropriate challenges, such as learning to walk, learning to feed and dress oneself, learning to control one's bodily functions, as well as one's emotions, is good for children, as are the other normal stresses and challenges of growing up. Things like making friends, learning to fit into the group, learning to deal with failure, or how to face disappointments. Trauma, on the other hand, is defined as overwhelming stress. Stress that overwhelms one's ability to cope. Challenges that are not developmentally appropriate. Trauma or other adverse childhood events can interfere with normal development. They can damage the brain. But research has shown us that with appropriate support, Children are able to recover and grow even when faced with traumatic events. The level of support that a child receives in the aftermath of a traumatic event determines the impact of that event even more than the actual severity of the trauma. That's a powerful statement, but it shows us just how important adult support is in the life of a child. There's an African proverb that says, It takes a village to raise a child. Former Secretary of State Colin Powell died recently of COVID-19 complications. Several years ago, my husband and I had the privilege of having dinner with General Powell and a small group of people here in southwestern Michigan. He was an impressive man, personally and professionally. General Powell is both a father and a grandfather. He is known to have said, all children need a laptop. Not a computer, but a human laptop. Moms, dads, grannies and grandpas, aunts and uncles. Someone to hold them, read to them, teach them. Loved ones who will embrace them and pass on the experience, rituals, and knowledge of a hundred previous generations. Children need adult support to grow and thrive in the face of life's challenges. I appreciate what General Powell said, and I think we need to embrace that as we help our children 
face the challenges of life. Yes, life is hard. Research has shown that two out of three middle-class Americans have experienced at least one adverse childhood event before they reach the age of 18. Those numbers are much higher among those who are poor or otherwise disenfranchised, and even higher among those living in politically unstable or socially disadvantaged environments like inner cities or refugee camps. But the greatest protective factor for any child is the presence of a loving and supportive adult. That's the role of both the family and the church. Let's go back now and look closely at Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. All things, even the bad and the traumatic things that life sends our way. The The text also says that all things work together for good. Working together for good means to heal and strengthen us to actually bless us and those around us. The promise in Romans 8.28 is for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Is that not the church? Not only is the church to embrace and surround our children with love and support, we are to surround, support, and love each other. It is God's design that we live in community. We are to function as the body of Christ. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, 13. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. We were all given one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Let's look now at 1 Corinthians 12, 21 to 27. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the foot, I don't need you. On the contrary, Those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the parts that we think are less honorable we treat with special honor, and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Let's think about that verse for a minute. As we function as the body of Christ, supporting and helping one another as we face the challenges of life, Rather than being negatively impacted by the challenges we face, it will be our privilege to experience what psychologists call post-traumatic growth. Our brains will become more resilient and capable of facing the various challenges of life, of which there are many. Missionaries are often separated from family and friends as well as the church or community of faith. But while missionaries often feel isolated and alone, they know and experience better than most people that they are never alone. Jesus has said that he will always be with us, even in the worst of our trials. His abiding presence with us provides strength and courage. He hasn't promised to solve all of our problems or to protect us from all hardships. 
but he has promised to be with us no matter what happens. Embracing that reality is a protective factor. Our trials and hardships become sacred opportunities to encounter our risen Lord. Our suffering helps us distinguish the things that are important in life from the things that are not. Yes, sometimes our suffering can be so intense that it blinds us to the reality of God's presence. But it is at these times that he is closer than ever. When you are blinded by the pain of life or the challenges of life, just stop. Be still and know that he is God. Ask Jesus to show you where he is and what he might be doing. Trust that he has your best interest at heart. Regardless of how great your pain is, or how deep your disappointment may be, or how heavy the load is that you may be carrying, give him your pain, your disappointments, and your burdens. For he has said that his yoke is easy, and his burden is light. And he has promised, Romans 8.28, that all things will work together for our good. We can experience the blessing of post-traumatic growth and our minds and spirits can grow in both strength and resiliency. So today I want to leave you with two thoughts. The first is that in spite of the challenges and hardships we face in life, God has promised to bless you through them. Trust that even when you don't feel that it's true. And second, our Father in Heaven has provided the means to accomplish this not by removing hardships and challenges, but by his abiding presence with us and by calling us into his family. As his followers, we are members of the family of God and a part of the body of Christ. Science confirms that we are able to grow through hardships as long as we have support in facing them. My prayer for you as we close today is that each of you will experience the abiding presence of Jesus in your lives. God bless each one of you. As we conclude our episode, let me only highlight the announcement Marcus Lopez brought you in the middle of Anne's presentation. We're a couple of weeks away from our next live event and would love to see you joining us. The event will be all about reaching out to others with a missional goal and doing it through digital means. We also invite you to check out the app we recently published. It's called Learn Mission. It's actually very easy to find on Apple or Google app stores. Just type Learn Mission in the search bar. The app is a convenient way to have access to IWM online courses and community. Next week, we have a special episode on ethics and culture with a very special guest, General Conference Associate Secretary Gerson Santos. I'm Alex Salt, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you next week. Mm-hmm.